Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek One sentence summary. Leaders Eat Last teaches you where the need for leadership comes from historically, what the consequences of bad leadership are, and how you can be a good leader in the modern world. My favorite quote from the author is, It is not the genius at the top giving directions that makes people great. It is great people that make the guy at the top look like a genius. Simon Sinek Simon Sinek's TED Talk is legendary. I've seen Start With Why a few times, and I also read the book summary on Blinkist a while ago. Leaders Eat Last is his latest book, and it tries to answer the question why today's world seems to be split into leaders and followers, and what makes a leader worth following. Here are my three takeaways from this summary. 1. Safety means progress. 2. Responsibility means actually caring about people. 3. Technology has turned us into performance addicts. All of these deserve a thorough explanation, so here goes. Leaders eat last, lesson 1. Safety means progress, and leaders provide safety. This answers the question, how do leaders help an organization make progress? Think about the last time you made a lot of progress on a fun little side project of yours, where there was nothing to gain but the joy of doing it. Were you worried about paying that month's bills? Probably not. The reason you could focus entirely on making progress on something you care about is because your basic needs were already secured in that particular moment. Had they not, it would have been unlikely you could spend 8 hours playing guitar without worrying about them. Our brain always defaults to safety mode, and the reason is simple. It had to in the past, or we wouldn't be here. Today, all of our safety problems revolve around money. But our ancestors had tons of safety issues. They had to run away from saber-toothed tigers, hide from enemies, avoid diseases, and, oh, hunt and gather their own food and find a place to stay. Progress only started occurring once they moved around in groups and delegated tasks. When John takes care of collecting berries and Jason hunts some wild boar, while Jenny finds a nice cave, Joshua can spend all his time crafting a new spear. That's why a leader's job is to provide safety to his followers so they can focus on making progress towards their shared vision. The bigger the circle of safety around the group, the faster the progress. For example, Google draws a pretty awesome circle of safety around its employees. Free food, ask any question meetings, and 20% time for your own experiments are a pretty safe environment to be in. Once you're not worried about avoiding threats, you can start improving. Leaders eat last, lesson two. Responsibility means truly caring about other people, so don't get detached. This answers the question, how can we define responsibility? Let's say you manage the finances of your company. In that case, your responsibility might be to allocate the budget in a way that maximizes profits. But in reality, it's your job to make sure the money goes to the people that will use it the best. Maybe you want to shut down a division. If so, you're not only shut, shutting down a part of the company, you're robbing people of their safety by firing them from their jobs. This doesn't mean you should try to save everyone, but you have to be aware that the consequences of your actions as a leader directly impact the lives of people. That's why empathy is the most important trait of a leader. If you can really put yourself into other people's shoes, you will truly care about them and thus be worth for them to follow you. It's easy to get detached when companies grow, and when that happens, the consequences of your actions seem less real. 
often leaders will then make decisions at other people's expenses. For example, in 2009, the Peanut Corporation of America knowingly shipped contaminated peanuts to maintain cash flow, causing a nationwide salmonella crisis. My own email list sits at 1500 people right now. It's easy to blast out a mass email, but this was a great reminder that behind every single email address there is a human being, and it's my responsibility to send them the best and most helpful email I possibly can. Leaders eat last. Lesson 3. Technology has turned us into performance addicts, looking for the next dopamine hit. This answers the question, does, does technology help us increase performance? Our ancestor Grog was really glad when that runner's high kicked in on the last few yards before the cave so he could jump to safety and not be eaten by a bear. But today that's not a big issue, which is why your dopamine cells have decided to reward you for great performance instead. Companies' reward systems often work according to the mantra, more is always better. But sadly, each new sales record you set will make you feel less happy. Instead of focusing on lasting value, we change the color of our profile picture on Facebook or tweet something with a human rights hashtag and feel really good for completing a task. This is much easier than actually going out, for example by volunteering, and doing something about it, so our brain will settle for the like on Facebook as a substitute. This is addicting though and will only make you feel empty inside. So don't hope for the next funny cat video, but do something that's hard instead. You'll feel a real sense of accomplishment afterwards. My personal takeaways from Leaders Eat Last for 2017. I have three things to follow up with on this summary. The very first is about the safety thing. I thought it was a brilliant description. I think Google is a great example. So if you draw a safe zone around your employees and say, you can, you know what, you can play around and dabble here and there. Of course, you have to do your tasks, but um, here's lots of free room. Uh, experiment in that free room. There are no consequences. That is a great way to encourage creativity and innovation. Uh, I think if you're alone, or if you're not a manager or leader, or if you don't have a team or, or somewhere you can implement this in, in an organization, maybe um, you are alone and you want to start a business, or you are a freelancer or something like that. You can create this same sort of uh, safe zone for yourself, I think. Um, I think that's why starting a side hustle is a great idea, so having a, a day job and then doing your thing on the side because if you go home on your, from your day job you know okay the bills are taken care of I've put in my work and then you can safely experiment with creating that website making a podcast starting a tv show on youtube whatever you want to do because if it all fails all you've lost is time I think that's a wonderful attitude um, and even if you are a freelancer or self-employed I think you can sort of create that safe zone by saying um I'm going to work, I'm going to work on X project, I, I need to put in this many hours to know I complete my work for the month so that I have enough money coming in. And then you carve out some extra time, like an extra two hours here and there or one hour in the morning where you say, this is my safe zone and this is where I'm going to dabble and experiment with new uh, tactics of approaching new clients and so on and so forth. The second thing uh, I would like to talk about is responsibility. And there's a great example of responsibility uh, in something called the Milgram experiment. Uh, you can look at it on Wikipedia or there's a lot of videos and content on it. Milgram experiment. What that experiment was about was 
they had people come into uh, a, a lab and there were scientists there in lab coats who told people to administer electric shocks to other people. Um, the people who administered the shocks were in one room with a scientist with a switchboard and the people who got the shocks were in another room. Uh, but the people who got the shocks, they were screaming and, um, and, and, and making noises as if they were in pain. Obviously, they weren't getting real shocks, mind you. Um, but the, there were actors in another room simulating that they were getting these shocks. And the scientists told the people to keep increasing the voltage. And um, even knowing that technically the voltage w would be so high that they would kill the other person... A lot of the people persevered and just uh, followed the the instructions by the scientists because they thought, well, the scientists must know what they're doing, right? So they blindly followed the instructions and technically would have killed the person on in the other room. So that's a really fascinating experiment. Uh, responsibility always means thinking for yourself. And I think that highlights that really well. And lastly, there's a great TED Talk by Derek Sivers, which is about leaders and followers or about making a movement. And it's very short, three, four minutes. But uh, the essence of it, don't try to be a leader if you think you might not be. Have the guts to follow. Because we need leaders, that's all true. But we need a lot more people to follow those leaders because not everyone can be a leader. And it's important to have the guts to follow someone when you think what they're doing is important. I hope those add and expand the summary in a, in a good way. I hope those provide extra value to it and see you on the next one.